0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making
1: Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday, October the 16th, 2023. It is currently 6.11 p.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, I know you can't see this. And I know that I don't think I can even describe this, but I sit facing away, facing away from the window. The window is behind me, right? So I'm looking at a wall in front of me and the window is directly behind me. Now, I know this is not going to be a, you know, some of you, this is going to drive you mad, but if you were to see my setup, it's an absolute and total mess. It's a complete, total disarray. There is no organization at all. It is just an absolute mess. Now, when I was in the United States military, uh, many times we would have great discussions about how messy my desk could be. And I pulled up a study. I believe it was from Harvard. It may have been Princeton. It was from some elite university that that stated the messier someone's desk is, the higher the person's IQ is who sits at said desk. So I always argued my messy desk was a sign of a high IQ. And they told me if I continue to have a messy desk, it's going to be a sign of someone who's going into military prison for not following an order. Okay, all right, but maybe that's a little bit of hyperbole. But the only reason I'm telling you this is on this table, there, there are, I don't even know how many, Dasani water bottles. They're just, I mean, this desk is covered in them. And because the window is behind me, the, the sunlight is coming through and it's reflecting through the water bottles. And then up on the wall, it's like all of these different colors. It looks really cool, right? I think it may be because of the, like the green caps. I don't know what it is, but it's something to do with light reflection. So the whole ceiling and the walls are all covered in like these little lights. And it has to be through the sun coming through the water bottles. So it looks really, really, really cool. I know that has literally nothing to do with anything. It's not an illustration. It's just I got ready to go live. And then when I looked up, I saw that. I'm like, wow, that looks pretty cool. And nobody can see it. Now, I wouldn't want anyone to see it because, well, the everything here is an absolute mess. There are books and well, it's just a mess, but it looks really cool. If I could, I don't know if I could grab a picture of it to see the room. I wish it was the room was a little darker so that you could see it, but it looks really cool. And well, that, has nothing to do with anything. The real reason I'm here is because a listener sent me an email, I don't know, 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago, basically saying, hey, you you did Israel, what's next part one? I'd like to hear more. And so here I am. We're going to do part two. So obviously everyone knows. Now I know we have a little bit of fun and just trying to, you know, just trying to do something a little bit, you know, break the ice, but the reality is there's nothing fun um, about the current situation developing within Israel. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the updates today. It's horrible. It's tragic. What's going on within Israel and within Gaza? What's happening uh, to the Palestinians? Everyone involved. It's just a horrible, horrible situ- situation. There's suffering. There's death. And there's only talk of it getting worse and worse and possible greater escalation. Now, because that situation, we've been following the developments on this podcast since almost the beginning of it. And one of the things I said I was going to do is keep my eye on Christianity and see how churches and pastors were dealing with it and what they were talking about. And we would review it. We would try to ensure that the Bible was being handled correctly. People weren't jumping to wild conclusions and speculations and conspiratorial information and misinformation. And I think we've tried to present a a more balanced biblical perspective. We are very much aware that within Christianity, there is a great division within Christianity. There are those who believe God made a covenant with the nation of Israel, and that covenant is still with the nation of Israel, and that covenant will be fulfilled, and that includes them getting the land, a millennial reign, Christ will dwell amongst them, and it fulfills many of the uh, Old Testament prophecies Literally, we understand that there's another uh, branch of Christianity that says, no, biblical Israel no longer exists. The nation of Israel today is not biblical Israel. The covenant that was made with Israel is not with them. It's it's actually made with the church. And that all of these promises in the covenant are going to be fulfilled spiritually within the church. Radically different approaches. And we've been just trying to see how people are going to handle all of the recent developments within Israel. And so this past Sunday, yesterday... I I was looking carefully at all my podcast feeds and one notification after another, and I could tell sermon after sermon after sermon had been on things dealing with Israel or biblical prophecy or Ezekiel or wherever. And I'm like, okay, I've got plenty of these to review. Now, the only problem is trying to review these. I literally could be doing 24 hours a day just, hey, this is what Christians are talking about right now. Um, And I, I haven't dedicated that much time to it. But earlier today... I reviewed a sermon from Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, Calvary Chapel. Jack Hibbs uh, is the pastor, is the preacher there. And he did a message called Israel, What's Next? Now, as always, when we do reviews, I don't listen to them first, so we never know where they're going to go. The audio file is over 90 minutes long, and it appears possibly that he... He went 90 minutes and and that's crazy because uh, Calvary Chapel in Chino Hills that's a that's a big church and for them to be able to go 90 minutes that says something. Now may, maybe for some reason it's not 90 minutes of teaching, but it definitely has felt that way. We reviewed the first part of the sermon. I don't even know if we made it through the first part. We reviewed a large section of audio and to be honest, the sermon is a little scattered. Not quite sure the point he's trying to make other than God is not done with Israel. God has made a covenant with Israel and he will keep it. He's trying to make that point, but not he read. They read Matthew, a part of Matthew 24, 24 and 25 and kind of a responsive reading. That was kind of interesting. Then he did nothing to exegete or explain anything in Matthew 23, 24, 25. Then he started jumping to all kinds of random passages that Clearly about Israel, but he doesn't really explain much. He makes references to Ezekiel 38, of course, uh, because that's what I told you everyone was going to do. And the the conclusion that I drew from this, the conclusion that I took from it, is the conclusion that I've had almost since everything started within Israel— um, was it October the 7th? I think is when the, uh, uh Hamas attacked. I think it was, uh, when Hamas attacked it was on October the 7th. I don't have the date directly in front of me. It was a Saturday. What, 6.30 a.m., I think their time. And of course, Hamas launched this horrific attack and over a thousand people died. It, it's just, it was horrible to watch. And now Israel and their retaliation against Hamas and Gaza. Now, uh, the, uh, the Palestinians are dying it's just been a horrible uh, situation all right so we've been trying to to follow it and what i have seen and i keep trying to say is what i am learning from this is that the average christian needs to be taught how to do observational Bible study, observational exercises through a text. Because what we're seeing over and over and over is people are running to these texts that are supposedly prophetic. And when they start reading it and preaching it, they're not actually doing anything with the actual text. They read it and just impose upon it someone's system of eschatology that was developed way before the pastor was ever born, right? It's someone else's system. They take that system and impose it upon the text. And, and, and that, to me, I, I, I know that's the way church is typically done. I know that's the way church operates. You come to church, the pastor preach, uh, t- says we're going to study a passage of scripture, but he's just really what you're studying is his system of theology, his system of, of, of interpretation is being imposed upon the text. It's not like, hey, guys, we're going to take this text, we're setting aside all all systems of theology, all conclusions, all presuppositions, and we're just going to figure out what this text says. And we don't care if it agrees with our theology, disagrees with our theology. We don't care if it agrees or disagrees with our team. We're going to do that. But no, 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 you can't do that in church because people will get offended and they will leave because they want a church that is committed to a team and will only promote that team and that viewpoint in its sermons. They don't want to actually deal with the text. So, I feel that we it's never been more critical for you to know how to sit down with a Bible, a notebook, maybe a Bible dictionary, and go through an entire chapter doing literally zero interpretation, just doing observation. We have got to become... Experts, an observational Bible study, observational exercise through a chapter where you can just go through it and you just know the content of the chapter. You become an expert on it so that when anyone gets ready to impose something on it, you can be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've, I've been through this chapter ten times. I have observed everything in it forwards, backwards, upside down, sideways, left, right, north, south, east, west. That is not in the text. You're putting that there. That is a presupposition. You're you're placing it there based on because you believe it to be true. Look at some of the arguments made about household baptisms. They just impose the idea that, oh, there were babies there and they were just baptized and they become a part of the, the visible church. Whoa, slow down. Is that what the text even hints at? So what even in some cases the text seems to imply that everyone in the household believed. What, I mean, like and like they, they just impose, impose, impose. And 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 people from all theological sides do that. And it's not it's not so people don't like, it, and they don't like it when they come to a church. Well, most people have never been to a church that does it, but I can testify from my own experience. People don't like that. They just want to come to church, get a three point sermon that's in agreement with their team. And so whenever I'm listening to all of these pastors talk about some of these things, I'm like, man, we've got to get back to this. So he he did a lot of work. Uh, he had a lot to say, but we didn't come anywhere close to finishing the review. So we're going to go back to Ch- uh, Chino Hills, Calvary Chapel. I'm hoping I'm saying Chino Hills, right? It's C-H-I-N-O, I believe. Chino Hills. I, I, that's the only way I know it, when I know how to say it. Chino Hills, Calvary Chapel, Jack Hibbs. On Sunday, he dedicated 90 minutes to Israel, what's next? It's been a little scattered. It's been a lot of just throwing out random scriptures. Um, he's not established really. A, 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 he, he's made some interesting points that we've dealt with. I can't go back and review our, our, our review is 90 minutes. So we're going to just see, we're going to go as close to seven o'clock as we can get and see how far we can, we can how how, how close I would challenge you to look up Calvary Chapel Channel Hills, uh, Jack Kibbs and subscribe to their podcast. Um, I don't always agree. Obviously, they're uh, Calvary Chapel. I don't always agree, but hey, I, I, what I have seen, and I haven't verified this today, but it's been Calvary Chapel after Calvary Chapel after Calvary Chapel that seemed to have dedicated Sunday to dealing with a lot of this. Uh, so, um, and I'm still asking what what happened at your church. And so, um, one person mentioned they mentioned that it's not Ezekiel 38 currently happening, and then just went on with their series that they were doing. They didn't dedicate anything to it. Um, I think a lot of other churches interrupted their teaching series to say, let's talk about this. So you can tell me whether you agree or disagree with that, but it, it is a very serious situation. So are you ready? Let's do this. Let's, let's take a virtual time-traveling trip back to yesterday, Chino, Hill, Chino Hills, Calvary Chapel, Jack Hibbs, Israel. What's next? Here is our review part two. I, I, don't, I, I, I forgot to see where I stopped this, so it may be queued up in a weird place. So we're just going to hit play, and if it's, out of, if it's not in the right place, just forgive me as I move it back and forward trying to get to a good starting place. Right Here we go.
0: Mark Twain, you go to Israel today, I could sneak you, I could sneak a picture in Israel today. And take a picture and show you, and you'd say, and I'd ask you, where, where, where is this picture taken? And you'd say, hmm, kind of maybe somewhere near Zephyr Cove up in Lake Tahoe. Or maybe Chino Hills. With the rolling hills and the oaks. No. What about those vineyards?
1: Hey, he said Chino Hills. All right, so ladies and gentlemen. For the first time in the history of broadcasting, I actually said something correct. Okay, now, but seriously, what he's doing right here is he read a quote, supposedly from Mark Twain. He doesn't give a source. Um. Where Mark Twain talks about that this place there's no tree. He's talking about Israel. There's no trees. It's dead. It's godless. And he's saying now you go to Israel and it's it's bursting forth with fruit. And he's putting forth that that is some kind of a a fulfillment from things in Isaiah. But of course he doesn't go to Isaiah in any lengthy amount of time for us to really look at the context and determine that was that historically fulfilled? Is it future? Has is it happening now? And that's what that's one of the things he's doing. It's almost death by cross reference. He's just going from scripture to scripture. Scripture to Scripture. Okay, okay. I've got some very not nice people currently in the chat saying that that it's a big moment that I actually said something right. Okay, that's that's offensive. I I would like to remind said person, no one's forcing you to listen. So you know, there's probably better podcasts for you since I am so poor, poor. Since I so, since I, yeah. I'm going to mess up speaking and prove their point. Okay, look, I do my best, okay? I do my best, all right, considering the amount of hours I put forth. I should be given, there should be some mercy shown, okay? But, all right, all right, here we go. But seriously, that's what uh, Jack Hibbs is doing. It's a little frustrating because there's no real text we can grab onto. Matthew 23, 24, 25 was supposed to be the text, But he's not dealing with Matthew 23, 24, 25. He's just going from, he's looking up verses that have Israel in it and then just imposing his eschatological system upon said text, which then I don't have the ability to go, whoa, whoa, slow down. Because if I did that, as soon as he gave the first reference, I I could have just said, that's it. All we're going to do now is look at this reference in the book of Joel, or we're going to look at this reference in the book of Isaiah. And then it would take two, three, four, five hours doing an observational exercise. We would have to go back. First of all, we would have to determine the who, what, where, when, and how of the book, just like a basic book background study. Then we would have to just take the chapter in which he took the verse from and then go, okay, here we go. Let's figure out the who, the what, the where, the when, the how, and not do any interpretation. Then we could consider his interpretation. So it would be, I can't really do our review that way, uh, but it, it's it's very difficult to respond when it's just like, you know, Just like rapid machine gun fire of one reference after another 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 reference, reference reference, which he then says, say all of these references prove my point. Well, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but nobody would ever know because you imposed your idea immediately upon the text. So all right, let's see where he goes here.
0: Oh, that's Napa. Or France. No, that's the Upper Galilee region. It's to a paradise today. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yes. It's a fact. Yes. I, I'm sorry if you don't like it, but facts. John Adams said, "Facts are stubborn things." <laughs> I like that. And by the way, Israel is responsible for filling Europe up with fruit. Isaiah forty.
1: I love when I love the lady who's sitting obviously close to the the pulpit. She was like, yes, yes. I'm like, do you really know that? Like, I I keep hearing her saying, yes, yes. Like, do you really know these things to be factually true? He's made lots of dogmatic assertions, and she just keeps saying yes, yes. And I'm like, do you know all of these things? Like, are you are you just agreeing? Are you saying these are true? Do you think maybe you should just stop saying yes, yes, and writing these things down because they need to be verified as being factual? I like, I, I don't know. As, as a, it, I like her enthusiasm, but it's a little irritating because I'm like, okay, and even if Israel is providing fruit for Europe, is that a fulfillment of biblical prophecy? Is that what Isaiah is referring to? Hey, that in 2023, Israel's going to be providing lots of fruit for other nations. It's a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Or what what is it referencing? Like, like I I I need I need more. All right. Let, let's see what he's going to do.
0: 3 verse 3. Isaiah 43 verse 3 says, "For I am the Lord your God, the holy one of Israel, your savior." I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Sheba in your place. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored and I have loved you. Therefore, I gave men for you and people for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather them from the west. I will say to the north, Give them up, and to the south, Do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. See, God's a Zionist. It means he's going to build up his land of Zion. He's doing it. He's been doing it. And nothing's going to stop him from doing it. Even this war that's going on right now. You think God is waking up and saying, oh my goodness, how did this happen? He knows everything. I understand the suffering is hard to handle, but we're not God. Amen. And by the way, let me say this. We've been created in the image of God. If we care about the suffering, he cares about it infinitely amount more. We just don't deal with it like he does. When he, Listen, Abraham says in the end, Abraham said, shall not the Lord of all of the earth do well or do right or do what is right? Amen. Right now, you and I want to call the shots. God says, sit down.
1: Now, I'm going to say something here. I know it's going to get myself in a little bit of trouble, but I'm going to say something. I did not say this in the first one. I apologize for my pencil rolling across the table there. It's not very professional, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to say something here. I see this kind of attitude in, in, in sometimes, it's usually younger Christians. Sometimes I feel like it's younger Christians. And I think sometimes it's younger Christians who I, I don't know their background, but I think sometimes maybe certain things have not happened to them in their life. Let me explain. When you're a younger Christian, you have this attitude like, hey, God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants. So if people are suffering, who are we to call into question God? God understands. God knows what he's doing. God is in control. We just trust God's plan and we just accept it. I mean, I don't like the suffering, but that's just the way it is. And we and we sound so bold and so authoritative and so confident. And it's very, 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 very easy to say that until the phone rings. You pick it up and they're like, yes, uh, sir, do you have a daughter? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, is her name? Yes. Well, sir, you, you need to come down uh, to the hospital right now. And you come down and you find out your daughter was hit by a drunk driver and she's dead. Or the police knock on your door at 2 a.m. and ask you if you're missing your child and because they found her dead. Yeah, I mean, then all of a sudden, it's not so easy to go. Hey, 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 hey. I mean, God's in charge, so you know, suffering happens. But hey, 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 it, it's all. It's it's not so easy to be so bold when it's or, or you get the call that the test came back and now you have terminal cancer and you've got six months to live. I'm just saying, sometimes we sound so bold. You know, hey, God's in charge. And what's happening? This situation in Israel is not cutting off God. I mean, yeah, too bad about the fact that over, what, 2,000, 3,000 people have died. Sorry that children have been killed. Women have been killed. Sorry that a humanitarian crisis is currently underway in Gaza. Sorry that people may starve to death. Sorry that hospitals have no power, water, or medical supplies. Sorry. But hey, hey, God's in charge. Just get over it. I, I, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that because it almost tells people, hey, 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 you don't you don't you don't have a right to be upset about the suffering. I think everyone has a right to ask some very hard questions. If God is, is in charge and God is sovereign, then why do things happen? We have every right to ask that question, and every right to cry out in pain and share our grief and confusion and maybe even our bitterness. Those are called spiritual laments where we scream out our pain. Psalms of lament is where the psalmist screams out and we have every right to do that and I think it's perfectly okay to do that. I do believe we have to acknowledge God is sovereign and he can do what he wants. I do agree with that but we always got to remember it's easier to say it when it's someone else suffering than when you are suffering.
0: I got this. Well, how can this be happening? He answers in the Book of Deuteronomy, he answers. And many other places, he answers. But don't worry. It's not over till it's over. And he's the one that determines that. God is in control of time. And Jesus said, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. Boy, does that not describe this moment we're in? Yes. Oh, When's the last time, by the way, you heard Ukraine. Vladimir Zelensky's. did you see him yesterday? He's crying, the world has forgotten us. (laughs) That means he's down to like his last billion dollars.
1: Whoa. Did he just mock? Why are the people laughing? He's mocking a man who's doing everything he can to defend his country, who's been invaded by Russia and people are dying and the people are laughing. Okay. I'm going to take a minute here. I'm going to gather my, I'm going to gather myself. I'm going to back this audio up. Sometimes when I back the audio up, on the MacBook, it messes it up horribly. I don't want to mess this up horribly because I want to hear that again. But if he's going after Zelensky and, and, and Ukraine and the people are laughing and the people are mocking. OK, I, 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 this may be the end of the review. When a pastor stands behind a pulpit and mocks a leader of a country who was invaded by another country and his people are dying and a pastor thinks he can stand behind a pulpit and mock that and the so-called people sitting in the pew think they can laugh, laugh about it, then I'm done. I'm hoping that my anger right now Is wrong. I'm hoping I misheard it. I do not get. I am. I am becoming more and more confused. What it is about conservatives against Ukraine? I don't get it. I don't. When did conservatives become pro-Russian? I don't understand it. And even if you're pro-Russia, should you not be anti-war? Only only understanding war is justified in specific reasons. If if we hold to just war doctrine, what would be the just war for uh, the just cause reason for Russia to invade Ukraine? Oh, man, 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 man. Man, 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 man. Okay, I'm I'm trying to be patient here. I'm going to back this up. I am hoping I'm so wrong. I am hoping I am so wrong right here. I am hoping I am so wrong. I am hoping. I'm going to see if we can find it.
0: Just sit down. I got this. Well, how can this be happening? He answers. In the book of Deuteronomy, he answers. In many other places, he answers. But don't worry. it's not over till it's over and he's the one that determines that God is in control of time and Jesus said there'll be wars and rumors of wars boy does that not describe this moment we're in Oh, when's the last time by the way you heard Ukraine Vladimir Zelensky's. did you see him yesterday he's crying the world has forgotten us that means he's down to like his last billion dollars I mean, not Ukraine, I mean him personally. I'm sorry, am I? No, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Isaiah 59.
1: I'm done. I'm done. I will never listen to Jack Hibbs preach ever again. In fact, I'm deleting, and I'm never like this, but I'm, no, I'm not tolerating that. I'm not tolerating that. That happened in a church in the United States of America, a Calvary Chapel church. (laughs) No. You mock, I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm looking up something. You, uh, U.S. officials, quoted by the New York Times, recently put the number of 70,000 people have died. And many as 120,000 injured. It is a staggering figure figure for an armed forces estimated only half a million. The UN has recorded at 9,177 civilians to date. This is referring to what has happened in the Ukraine. And that comes from the BBC. And I'm looking at Wikipedia and a number of others. Uh, Over 70,000 have been killed. Another number, August uh, 2023, a Ukraine war casualties near half a million, a UFF, US officials say. A half a million. So almost a half a million people have died and the man's <laughs> mocking well, when's the last time you heard about Ukraine? You see Zelensky crying, saying everyone's going to forget us? <laughs> Laughter. I'm not sorry. Well, okay. Well, that's great. That's not Christianity. That is absolutely ungodly. There is nothing Christian about it. Look, I I am not saying I'm godly. I'm a I'm a sinner sitting in front of a microphone. I do a million things wrong. I don't pretend to be anything but an ungodly person because that's what I am. But that is ridiculous. That is absolutely uncalled for i don't care what he says in the rest of the sermon anyone in that church should have gotten up walked out and no one should ever go back i have done nothing but be not i have promoted chino hills i've promoted the jack kibbs app i have said i don't always agree i may disagree but i'm not going to put up with someone mocking a, a, a country that literally people are dying And I don't know how else you interpret that. Well, he's just mocking Zelensky. He's the one trying to keep his country afloat. So I guess we're supposed to celebrate the Russians. I'm done. There we go. I'm not. I'm not going to listen to the rest. And if you think I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I would. I'm not going to tell you not to go listen to the rest. You can look up Chino Hills, uh, Calvary Chapel, Jack Hibbs. You can look it look it up. It's called Israel. What's next? It was preached on Sunday. By all means, go listen to it. Enjoy it. Subscribe. Listen to him. You don't need to listen to me. I I, I can't do. I can't deal with that. I won't deal with that. I won't tolerate that. If American Christians are going to churches on a Sunday where a people, or a country and a leader, is being mocked, where they have been invaded by an imposing force twice, three times, four times their size, I, I don't even know the actual you know percentages, and there and 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 almost about half a million people have died, and that's something. And and the people in the pew are laughing. What are you laughing at? You can email me at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I apologize for my anger. I apologize for my frustration, but this is the nonsense. This is the stuff that I'm sick of in American Christianity. This is the stuff that I can't just despise. He could be bringing a biblical message about what's next for Israel and do so in a godly way that understands and maintains compassion for people suffering, whether it's in Ukraine, whether it's in Russia, whether it's the Phil- uh, uh, Palestinians, or whether it's the Israelis. He could show compassion. He could show love. He could show, I don't know, humanity. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get where Christians who are conservative now uh, oppose. I don't get it. Where, 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 what did I miss the memo? Hey, you're a Christian and you're quote unquote conservative. So you're supposed to be against Ukraine and pro-Russia. I I must have missed it. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not taking my marching orders from the conservative Christian world. I can tell you that. News if at yahoo.com news if at yahoo.com I apologize for not finishing the review but I just cannot do so and if you think I'm wrong that's perfectly okay please go listen to the rest yourself you can even tell me about it but I can't listen to it all right thanks for listening everyone have a great night god bless